Welcome, Cathedral family. We're so grateful for what God has done and what he's about to do in each of us as we come together to worship and hear the word. One of the amazing calls to worship is in Psalm 145. Let me declare that over us. I lift you high in praise, my God, O oh my King. I will bless your name into eternity. I'll bless you every day and keep it up from now to eternity. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. You can never be praised enough. There are no boundaries to your greatness. My mouth is filled with God's praise. Let every living thing bless him. Bless his holy name from now until eternity. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we are so grateful for your incredible love. It's higher and deeper and wider than we can ever imagine. Overflow us with your love in this moment as we worship you. That love that is so uncontainable, higher than the stars, reaching deep into the deepest part of every one of us in this moment. Thank you for that incredible love. It's indescribable, it's uncontainable, and we will exalt you through eternity. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen and amen. Let's worship.
God, we thank you for this love. We declare our faith in song together. Be lifted high. In Jesus' name, we pray. Our Father everlasting, the all-creating one, God Almighty. Through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Let's sing it together, our judge and our defender. The judge and our defender suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in you. Descended into darkness, heroes in glorious life, forever seated high. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the
I believe in life eternal. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God. that with me I believe and the next part of that is not only do we believe in the power of Jesus I receive say that with me I receive the power of Jesus and we declare that over every household right now the power of God is alive and real in you and through you and we're just so grateful that we serve a risen Lord who's alive I believe I receive Amen and amen. May that be true for you as well. Well, I just want to take a great moment to give a shout out to everybody who came out this past week for our drive-through prayer time. Many people received a lot from the Lord this past week in that moment. And if you missed it, not to worry, we have great news for you. Lord willing, next weekend, we're going to start having outdoor services here at Cathedral of Faith. There'll be room in the amphitheater. There'll be a drive-in section for people to come and sit in their cars. There'll be a place for people to come and tailgate. All of that with good social distancing and masks, of course, we're looking forward to next week. Keep your eyes open. You'll get information about it on our social media platforms as well as to an email because re reservations are required and we'll need you to make sure you sign in so you can be part of that great moment. Again, we're trying to keep everybody as safe as possible, but we're sure looking forward to that moment that we can all be together. Amen? Well, I want to share with you a passage of Scripture from Philippians chapter 4. This is the chapter we're looking at this weekend in the sermon, and there's a powerful promise there, and here's what Paul writes. My God will supply all your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Whoa, what an amazing verse. How many would like to receive that? My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But 
I have bad news for you. That's not a promise to everybody. You're saying, wait, Pastor Wayne, this is in the scripture. Well, let me share with you. Philippians was really written by Paul as a thank you note to the people of Philippi, Philippi because they had been so generous. And what he's saying is, because you've been incredibly generous, God's gonna meet all your needs. So if you're being generous, that's a promise for you. And I encourage you in this moment as we bring our tithes and offerings, it's a moment for you to receive that promise as you generously give so that God can supply all your needs. And here's how you can do that. You can go to our website. You can go to our app. You can come by the church office. You can mail it to us. Or you can text give to the number that you'll see on the screen. Those are many ways in which you can give in this moment. And by being generous, you set yourself up to receive the fulfillment of that promise. And I just declare that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, you're about to hear a powerful message from Pastor Shelley. And to prepare our hearts to increase our faith and increase our expectation, Pastor Irene's coming to declare a powerful song, Your Great Name. Let's remember who our God is. The lost are saved, find their way at the sound of your great name. All condemned, feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Of your great name, the enemy, he has to leave at the sound of your great name.
you to call upon his name. Jesus, there's no name above his name. Jesus, yes, the name of Jesus. Your great name. to be here is knowing that we are helping people and I'm helping people two days a week, giving them food, giving them something to have. They're safe, they're happy, they could come back here whenever they need to to get food. It makes me feel good inside because you know you're helping people out and you know that you're um, healing a family in need. We have some fun, we uh, give out food, we help others. It's a blessing and a fun experience to help out others. We are concluding our series called The New Normal in the fourth chapter of Philippians, where Paul addresses the church at Philippi with a few life lessons that leave a legacy for generations to come. These lessons are meant to teach us how we can worry less, how we can maintain a sound mind and receive the peace of God that goes beyond our own understanding of this new normal. Paul endured intense trouble, persecution, trials, and imprisonments. Yet in spite of all he went through, he encouraged us to rejoice and be grateful. So let's get right to the first lesson revealed in the text. Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7, 
says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the question that rises up from the text is how am I praying? Am I praying worried? Am I praying with doubt? Am I praying with an anxious heart? Because prayer and peace are married to each other. Paul says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Instead of worrying, pray. But how is Paul encouraging us to pray? He says, pray with petition and thanksgiving. Other translations closer to the original Greek language in this verse uses the word supplication instead of petition. The prefix of the word supplication denotes that God is able to supply the answer to all our prayers. The suffix of the word supplication carries the meaning that not only is God able to supply, but he has the omnipotent ability to meet and exceed all that you and I can anticipate, calculate, or expect. So here is Paul. He is locked up in prison for preaching the gospel, and he is encouraging the church to pray from the perspective of making supplication with thanksgiving to God, knowing that our God has an abundant supply, he says, pray with thanksgiving. Give thanks to God in advance. We can thank him because we already know his supply is endless. His supply, his resources never run out. You and I then must consciously practice to respond to our life circumstances with prayer instead of worrying. Now, I know that we are in a pandemic and there might be much to worry about, but we have to make sure that while we are in this pandemic, we don't panic, but we pray. We need to cry out to God because that is where our help comes from. Prayer should be our very first response. Paul encourages us to fully transfer the whole weight of our burdens into the hands of a capable God, a God who not only cares for us, but a God who has the able ability and he promises to watch over his word to perform it on our behalf. Our second question is, what am I thinking? Have you ever had a situation in your life where you had to ask yourself the question, what in the world was I thinking? Verse eight says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, 
whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Whenever I have had to ask myself, Shelley, what in the world were you thinking? The Holy Spirit reminds me of the very truths that are found in these verses. I don't know what I was thinking back then. Maybe I wasn't even thinking, but I know what I should have been thinking. I should have been thinking on things that are good, pure, lovely, and of a good report. I've come to learn that we must train our minds to think along the lines revealed to us in this verse. Thinking right is not something that comes naturally to the majority of us. We have the ability to choose what we think about and what we meditate on. And we have to also consider that we have an enemy who is constantly coming for our minds. I can say without fear of successful contradiction that every issue that you and I are dealing with now or will ever deal with, the struggle and the battle begins in the mind. We have an enemy who tries to distort our thinking, who tries to pull us away from the word of God and the truth that is found in his word because he knows that if we ever get the truth of the word of God down in our hearts where it becomes transformative and our behavior starts to change, we will be unstoppable. I came to encourage somebody today. Whatever the mind struggle is, face it so that you can begin to get over it. I've learned, and the hard way I might add, that whatever it is that I refuse to face, I will never be free from. You and I need to face our struggles head on so that we can be free from its perceived power over our lives. Remember that the enemy has no power but that which we yield to him. Jesus, however, he has all power. So let's rise up and embrace sound biblical thinking. Jesus desires that we have a sound mind. That is why Paul had to remind Timothy, Timothy, God did not give you a spirit of fear or anxiety. He gave you power, love, and a sound mind, period. It's time for you and I to stop rehearsing the pain of the past. It's time to stop going around that mountain of negativity that plagues us and take back what the enemy has stolen. Start declaring and speaking life into the present and the future. As I think, so I am. So let us think what is right, what is true, what is pure. Think on the word of God, which has the inherent power to save your souls. Let us pull down everything and anything that dares to exalt itself against the knowledge of God's word 
and stop worrying about what they say and focus on what he say. Not what they say, what he say. Remember Pastor Ken told us, don't try to please the grandstands, please the coach. I submit to you today that we are not on a cruise ship. We are on a battleship. And it's time out for comfortable Christianity. It's time to boldly engage the enemy that is warring in our minds. It's time to engage the enemy that creates chaos and keeps us up at night. It's time to face him head on, knowing that greater is the power of God that resides on the inside of us than anything that is in this world. The power of God dwells in us, active and alive. It's time to be strong, friends. It's time to be strong and it's time to be courageous. It's time to put on the mind of Christ. It's time to secure the helmet of salvation and start thinking like Jesus. Put on the word of God. When I think like Christ, I in turn act like Christ. Right thinking produces right behavior. When we think right, our attitudes and our actions are right. And we are on our way to being healthy, safe people. So we have asked, how am I praying? What am I thinking? And the next question is, who am I following? Verse 9, in verse 9, Paul says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This is what I love about the Apostle Paul. He was a transparent leader. Paul lived a transparent life. We see him in bondage and we see him free. He went hard when he was persecuting Christians and he went harder when he was converted on the road to Damascus. He was open with his struggles. That is why he said things like, what I want to do, I don't do. And the very thing that I don't want to do, that is what I find myself doing. He said things like, oh, that I might know him, that I might know God in the power of his resurrection, that I might become intimately acquainted with my God in the fellowship of his sufferings. He said, as for me, I will boast in my weaknesses because when I am weak, that is when he is strong. When I feel weak, that is when God demonstrates his power. The struggle was real for Paul as the struggle is for us. And still yet, in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 1, he said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I submit to you that this is exactly what he was saying in that verse 9 of Philippians 4. He says, whatever you have learned from me, the way that you've seen me live, the things that I have told you to do, do these things 
And if you do these things, he says, the God of peace will be with you. The Greek word for peace means to guard and protect. As this peace from God is with us, Emmanuel, God is with us. This peace guards our hearts, it garrisons our minds, and this peace from God graces our lives. Today, Paul has challenged us with these questions. And as we find ourselves in what we are calling the new normal, we must consider the question, where am I living? Am I living in the past? Am I living in the present? Or am I living from the future? We don't live in the past because God has delivered us from the past. We live in the present. The present is a gift from God. That is why he says every morning his mercies are new. And then Paul encourages us to live from the future. In the near context of Philippians 4, in Colossians 3, verses 2 to 3, he says, set our minds on things above, not on earthly things, for we have died and our life is now hidden with Christ in God. He says, set our mind, set your mind, like you would set your alarm clock. It's intentional. We have to set our mind. We have to set our affections, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our will, our hopes, our dreams. We have to set that on things that are above. We don't gaze at our situation and our circumstance. We gaze at Christ. We glance at our situation, but we fix our gaze on Christ. And it's not that we are so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. We give attention to what we need to give attention to, but we don't park at our pain. We don't park at our dysfunction. We don't park at anxiety and fear and worry. We don't park there. We glance there and we fix our gaze on Christ. We look on Christ. We fix our gaze on the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Remember the Lord's prayer? Father, let your kingdom come on earth as it has already been established in heaven. Look up. See, when we recognize that even though our present condition is that we are right here on earth, living in this broken world, with all its dysfunction, with all the trials, with all we have to go through, that is our present condition. But our current position is that we are hidden in Christ with God. We are seated in heavenly places. That is a place of safety. The safest place to be is in God. It's a place of safety. It's a place of peace. And it's a place of rest. Remember the words of Jesus. 
from John 14 and 27. Peace I leave you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Listen, we may never find peace in this world, but I can guarantee you that we will always find peace in God. Jesus said, in this world, that's a guarantee. In this world, we will have trouble. In this world, we will have trials. In this world, we will be persecuted. But he said, be of good cheer. Cheer up. I have overcome this world. And because I have overcome, you too can overcome. The position of being hidden in Christ with God, being seated in heavenly places is a place that is secure where nothing can touch you if you come into that revelation. It's a safe place. So let's make sure that we are praying boldly, knowing God will supply. He's more than able. That's why he says, come boldly to the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and to find help in your time of need. Let's make sure that we are thinking right. Let us manage our thinking. Let us not allow the enemy to use our mind as a trash can. Let us intentionally think about what we are thinking about. Let us make every effort to manage our thinking to think on the word of God and the principles found in his word. And let's follow Christ's example. If we do what Christ did, you and I can learn to have less anxiety and we can learn to live in the peace of God. We can learn to walk in the peace of God and we can rest in the peace of God. Jesus said over in Revelation 21 and 5, he says, behold, I make all things new. So I encourage you today, let us embrace continually what Jesus is making new. Let us embrace a new normal that Jesus has given to us. For this new normal is Jesus's present progressive promise to us who believe. If you are at home today or wherever you're watching from and you don't know this God that Paul encountered, if you don't know Jesus and the forgiveness of your sins, if you don't know what it's like to be in relationship with God, to encounter him and to live with him day by day, I came to you not with excellency of speech, but I came in a demonstration 
of power, and I came with the word of God to encourage you today that you can know this Jesus and you can have and live in the peace of God. So I declare right now that Jesus is there where you are and salvation is coming to your home today. I declare that deliverance is at your door. I declare that you have a sound mind. I declare that no weapon that is formed against you or your family shall be able to prosper. I declare that the power of God and the word of God is able to save your soul. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask, hope, or imagine by his power that is at work within us. May the peace of God be with you. May Jesus be gracious unto you. May you receive everything that you need from him today. And may you rest in the peace and the faithfulness of God. May he do for you in this moment that which only he can do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yo, 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 Cathedral of Faith. Don't go anywhere. Come on inside. This is The Wrap. This is Ramel, Aurora, Jen, Irene, and myself, Vaughn, and we are the rap crew for this weekend, yo. and we are going to talk about this amazing word oh, it's amazing. that came to us. Mm-hmm. Pastor Shelly batting clean up on this series. <laughs> strong. And she hit it out the park, came man. Strong, she really lately. did. Oh, and man. so we're just going to dive right into it. So, Jen, mm-hmm. what stuck out to you from the sermon? Well, just from listening to Pastor Shelly's word, which... I was in my seat literally wanting to jump out, but it was obvious that she was speaking from a life um, of one who is um, disciplined with the word, but a lot of uh, experience as well, and possibly even a lot of uh, pain and um, triumphs. And so as I was listening to her and just, you know, just grasping onto the message, it took me to my own prayer life and, mm. and where and who am I, uh, where do I go when I am looking for that peace? One thing real quick is um, what she spoke about is that peace is something that we acquire, something that we attain for. Having Pastor Romel here, who is our fitness gu- guru here. Oh, you're strong. <laughs> Flex for it, give, give him the evidence, bro. Yeah. Give him the evidence. <laughs> One of the things I'm sure, right, when we're when we're working out and we're exercising, exercising is what we achieve or try to achieve, or what we do achieve is um, um, that place of what is that called? Uh, endorphins, right? right. That's right. Um, and we we work at that. We um, it's discipline, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, um, you know, you can't just okay. 
two minutes in and, oh, I, I'm good. I'm feeling yeah, good. Right. Um, it's the same thing with, um, as Pastor Shelley was uh sharing you know how do we achieve that peace how do we achieve that through our prayer right is working towards that um so that's one of the things right that i know in my in in so many little words that um achieving that peace right with that prayer is that discipline so i appreciated that about what she was sharing Absolutely. I just want to say, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. (laughs) There's Pastor Shelly. You know, and and what she was coming on to was Mm -hmm. this idea, right, and working towards peace, that prayer and peace are married. Those two are married, right? That that verse in Philippians 4 says, you know, in all things pray and then peace, right, shall rule. And... It, it brought me to my own prayer life as well, Jen, and thinking about how I've had to work hard to, to just naturally pray for peace. Mm. And I realized when you, when, you, when, you, when you embrace this idea that prayer and peace are married, that you don't pray for peace. Mm. Because you pray, there will be peace. Right, yeah. Peace will happen because you pray. And what we should be praying on and what we should be praying for are the things we need to be working on for ourselves and in our lives to get out of the way so that when the peace comes, I can grab onto it. I can right. receive peace. How many of us are, are having peace right in front of us, but there's so much um, that we're, we're, we're dealing with and holding onto that we can't grab onto the peace that's just waiting for us on the other side. That is so true. I am dealing with mine. Yeah. So I like when, oh, you, you know, y- yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because of you. No, just kidding. <laughs> but how to have a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And it really, uh, I start thinking like our heart. You know, when we, when in a natural, we go to the doctor to check our heart, right? To make sure everything right. is okay. So as a Christian, we have to go to our, our father to, to yeah. ask. Like when prayer, when David pray about, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And put a right spirit in me. And it just saddened me to say that I need God to check my heart. To make sure that my heart is pumping strong. The blood is flowing right. There's no blockage. Mm -hmm. So I can receive and my heart can learn. So I can transfer that to my mind like a storage. And and start thinking about good stuff. Uh, the yeah. thoughts that brings life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding Absolutely. will guard my heart and my mind so I can continue to live in peace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I love um, when you're just saying reminding. So he, she said, set your mind on things above. And she's like, you have to do it intentionally like an alarm clock. And yeah. that really stood right. out to me because mm-hmm. um, we all use alarm clocks and we, we wake up. But for me, I'm like, I have alarms for a lot of things. Like I have a meeting with it. Zion has this, da, 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 and my alarms are going off all the time. <laughs> but how many times do I have an alarm to like? What are you thinking about? Like wow. checking what? What are yeah. you? Are you really this? And are you yeah. setting aside time to connect with the Father and right. to do what it says here? Like some of this stuff, and just like remember who your God is and remember who you are. And if mm. I did that more often, and I set some alarms, so I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to set some alarms, yeah. Pastor Shelley, yes. so I can figure out what a am dozen I thinking? Of those yeah. <laughs> yeah, what am I gazing on, and what it's am good. I glazing on? That'll be on? the thirteenth like, alarm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Having to set an alarm to remind yourself to set an alarm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the uh, when she said that we're not on cruise ships. This is Yo. a battleship. Yes, I was right. like, ooh, that's, yeah. that woke me up. Yeah. That woke my spirit. Like, and it just, it just, I think it's a great illustration of how this life and how we see the writer himself 
writing from a prison cell, writing in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the mission. He's like, hey, and and the, the image of the cruise ship and the battleship, that you send a battleship not to take a vacation and not to find comfort and to be at peace, but you send them to establish peace. Right. Yeah. And you send them on a mission. And, I, and man, how many times myself have I, man, this is not fair. I just wish this wouldn't happen so I could do X, Y, and Z or yeah. not do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But yet re- reminding our flesh, reminding our minds and ourselves that, man, this, this life it is a mission. Mm-hmm. This is a mission field. This exactly. is a, we are on we're in the army of the Lord. We're, we're on assignment here. And this is not for our comfort. This is for the mission and the kingdom. And so I, it was a great reminder to me. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I could say it in, in Pastor Shelley's, you know, Jamaica, cool Jamaican accent. Yeah. Comfortable it, Christianity. Yeah. That's what she said. We need to get out of the comfortable Christianity. And it struck me, another illustration she used, and it was sort of in passing, she says this, in reference to this battleship idea, is that when we got to get out of comfort zones and we got to, we got to strap on mm-hmm. our helmets of salvation, she said. And, and, you, and the thing is, it's, it's one thing to put it on. We always talk about put on the helmet mm-hmm. of salvation. But when you're going in battle, we got to strap that thing up so that yep. thing doesn't fall mm-hmm. off. That's right. right. And That's it occurred right. to me, how often are we putting the helmet of salvation on thinking we're all cool and it falls yeah. off and it's, bang. It's not dress up, man. This is, like, <laughs> this is, this is for the battle. We're, right? working, yeah. we're working through it. Right. I also think when she said, if you're struggling with something in your mind, then you need to face it. Because whatever you yeah. don't face, mm-hmm. you will never have freedom from it. Yes. Don't be in denial, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. but do something. Mm-hmm. And just actually going back to that battleship, uh, right? Um, I actually was on a battleship once, not serving on there, but <laughs> uh, not, I was a little girl. And actually in Pearl Harbor, I was actually, um, I was able to walk through a battleship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and it wasn't in action, of course, but there were so many components to this battleship, mm-hmm. you know, that there was, you know, like a, a runway, right, for the, the planes to go, to take off, to land. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were so many components. It was a long, it was a very long time ago, but... It has all of a purpose, right, yes. of, of that. And going back to, you know, the um, uh, in Colossians, I believe she spoke, right, that, you know, you set your mind on certain things here. Yeah. This is peace. This is, you know, certain categories. And it's just that, that, that it likens to that battleship, mm-hmm. right, that one is working for peace. One is working for, you know, um, um, you know, our right mind of thinking here. So it does have, the battleship is so indicative right. of what we're fighting for. Yeah, exactly. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Facing your, facing that stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facing yeah. it and being, and so we can get free from it. Right, yeah. right. Process. And ex- and versus God, can you just take care of this for us? That's like there's there's some work mm-hmm. for us to do right. in the in the army of the Lord, and yeah. there's there's mm-hmm. there's an assignment for us in this, and and to think on these things, to right. to be active in our bodies exactly. as well as our right. spirits, yeah. to follow, to to do those yeah. things. That's and, a responsibility, right? Yeah. You know, it's not just relax. We have a responsibility for action. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so our scripture this uh, week is. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is calling us to pray about everything. That's right. Not just the things that we can't take care of or we're overwhelmed with, but everything. And then to bring the, the thanksgiving with it. 
And then there's that promise and the peace of God, which doesn't mean you have to understand everything, but it will transcend everything and it will guard your heart. Because why? Because we're in a battle and he promises to be our guard, our refuge and our strength. This is beautiful. God's word is strong, man. man. It's powerful. It's powerful, Always. powerful. Cathedral Always. of Faith, thank you for tuning in this weekend. Yeah, and let's get to work. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be about it. Let's yep. be about the Father's business this week. Don't be anxious. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start to think on these things. Let's yep. put these things into, into our thoughts and our prayers. Mm-hmm. Stay connected to the church. Stay connected to what's going on at the church. Um, be faithful. Work hard. Pray hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's... let's continue to watch God do the miraculous in our community. Blessings over you, Cathedral of Faith. Stay tuned. Uh, In just a little bit, we're going to have the after wrap. Got super guest Calvin Noel is going to be with us singing, and we're just going to uh, talk a little bit more about this message and connect with each other. Yeah, we'd love to see you guys there, 1 o'clock on Sundays. Yeah. Love to see your beautiful face. So thanks to the rap crew. Jen, thanks for sitting in with us this weekend. Melon Roy, we love you guys. Cathedral of Faith, as always. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Boom.